Ward, who uh, was Thomas Merton's secretary, uh, said it to me in this way. He said that Thomas Merton was addicted to writing. And when I asked Patrick Hart what was the one spiritual tool that he thought was the most important tool that enabled Thomas Merton to grow in the spiritual life that we could borrow for our spiritual journey, without a moment's hesitation, Brother Patrick Hart said, that tool would be journal writing. So in this course, I'm going to suggest that you keep a journal and that you jot down your thoughts in in the reflection questions that will be offered uh, to you. And also anything that that you get from these lectures, you might share your thoughts and your feelings uh, in a journal throughout the course. Solitude is the other quality. Um, You'll find as we uh, journey through the course that Thomas Merton, uh, despite his struggles, um, despite the many questions that he had, even in the more difficult periods uh, in his life, one thing you could say about him is that he is someone that was always very reflective. And he always sought that solitude that would enable him to be a reflective human being. And so, therefore, uh, I encourage us as we go through, as we journey through this course, to make time for solitude in your own personal life so that you can begin to absorb uh, the spirit of Thomas Merton. This is the path that Merton walked and now invites you to live and do what he did in his life. Now, each module of the course uh, will begin with a selection from Merton's writings uh, to set the tone. Uh, these, uh, these were probably uh, the single most important tools that helped him to grow and to be aware of the inner stirrings of the spirit. Following this model, reflection questions were presented at the end of each module, and students are asked to keep their journal throughout the course. Merton wrote many books, all right, and um, I'm going to suggest that there are two particular works um, that um, you read or try to read throughout the duration of the course. The first is uh, Seven Story Mountain. Seven Story Mountain was one of Thomas Merton's earliest works. It is his autobiography. And this work was published in 1948. Now, in hindsight, Thomas Merton said this was the work of an arrogant monk. That in this work, he is reflecting the 1940s. He's reflecting the church of the 1940s. So for those listeners who are not um, familiar uh, with Catholicism uh, and the church in that time period, uh, this may not be the first work that you would want to read. The second work is Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander. Now, this work was written much later. This work was written in 1966, two years before Thomas Merton died. And you find in Conjectures a very different Thomas Merton. So some of you might want to begin with Conjectures, even though it's a later work, and then work your way back to Seven Story Mountain. I'll leave that uh, to your own discretion. But I think that both of those works 
are pivotal works uh, for understanding uh, the basic thrust and the basic spirit of of this particular course. So The Seven-Story Mountain, written in 1948, and Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander, written in 1966. Allow me to say a word about each of the modules that I'll present in the course. The first module is entitled Thomas Merton, Who the Man Is and Why He is Important for Today's World. In the first module, we simply will deal with the background material about this man that will enable us to delve more deeply into his writings and more deeply into uh, his spirit. The second module, entitled Thomas Merton, A Prophet and Spiritual Guide for Today's Seekers. In the second module, I'd like to give uh, an overview of the key themes, the key symbols that you'll find throughout the writings of Thomas Merton. Rather than t-